When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to play a handful of voicemails and and answer some fantasy questions for week number 11. Let's get to it. If you want to be in my voicemail group right now, go to my Instagram at thefantasyfootballshow.com, located right here. And in my profile or on my profile, you'll see a subscription button click that for four dollars and 99 cents a month you can be a part of an exclusive ig chat where i go in several times throughout the day and hang out we do right now we're in the middle of a mock draft in there uh just just posting player after player in there and if you want to be a part of that exclusive chat four dollars and 99 cents a month on instagram all safe and secure cancel anytime it's done through ig just go to my ig profile click that 4.99 a month uh, uh subscription button And in that chat, you can leave a voicemail anytime you want for the show. That doesn't just mean the voicemail show I'm doing here. Anytime I'm on my Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. show, you can leave me an exclusive question and get your question answered on the show um, every single day if you want. So go to my Instagram profile and click that bad boy. So on that note, let's get to it. The Fantasy Football Show. It begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Take a lap. This first question comes from my boy Tyler. Again, if you want to leave voicemails for me, not only for this little segment, this little show we're going to do once a week, but for maybe multiple times per week, but for my daily Monday through Friday show, go to my Instagram, thefantasyfootballshow.com and click that, that membership or the subscription button on my IG. Tyler. Hey, Smitty, do you think I need to make a trade at running back? I've got Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor, who I just got last week. On my bench, I got Rashad White, A.J. Dillon, uh, Deontay Foreman, and I just picked up Naheem Hines. Do you think I can ride that out through the end of the season? So your running back room is pretty good, bro. You've got Kamara, you've got JT, you've got Foreman. Foreman's going to be up and down. The offense is going to be uh, uh, sporadic. But Kamara is arguably a top five to six running back. And if this makes you feel any better, JT's back. He's back. And if this makes you feel any better, I would take JT over Kamara. If drafting today for weeks number 11 on, even with the bye week uh, in week 14, in general, I'm taking JT over Kamara. I think JT is a top three to four, maybe one to four running back go forward. It wouldn't shock me at all. You can say pump the brakes, Smitty. Uh, let's let it happen another week. I'm not in the business of letting something look like Captain Obvious type stuff before I start buying into it or predicting big things. The bottom line is, I think JT could be, arguably, I'm not saying he is, I'm saying he could be back to his number one overall running back form. Number one out out of all running backs. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying it's unlikely. I'm just saying that, look, we saw it in week number 10. And we also saw the the wild card, the X factor here for JT returning to form, aside from injury, which is, I guess, the number one component there to a a recipe of JT returning to form. The, The X factor, the wild card, 
is this this Saturday character who's brought the team together, reinstalled Matt Ryan, which was a key component in getting him back on track. Everything's lined up. It's not like we're like, oh, JT, he skated by. I'm still ultra worried about the offense. I'm not ultra worried right now. I feel pretty good about the state of things in Indy right now. So JT is ranked ahead of Camara. Go forward for me. Abby. Smitty, just reaching out to see... uh what we think about Jonathan Taylor moving forward. What do we think about Jonathan Taylor moving forward? I'll tell you what we think about Jonathan Taylor. That's how we feel about Jonathan Taylor moving forward. Look, as I just mentioned, I don't need to repeat it for the audience watching, but for you, I will tell you, I am not uncomfortable. I am not uncomfortable. You might be watching me, but I am not uncomfortable to say that Jonathan Taylor could have just returned to a top, not just top five running back status. We got to give him the opportunity to be potentially top one to five. He could be the number one running back going forward. I'm not saying to count on that. I'm not saying that's for sure going to happen. I'm saying if you can't muster up the words could be, and you don't realize that in week one, he had 160 plus yards and a touchdown in week one. It's not like he hasn't done anything all year. He got injured. The team was falling apart. The offense sucked. The coaching was awful. And they've turned those things around in conjunction with him getting healthier. So if he can come out and rush for 160 plus yards in week one and prove he really is the number one running back coming out of week one. So many people forget that. He came out of week one. Still looked at as the number one overall pick. Everyone forgets that. It's an important point. And if he can come out of that, get injured, and then bounce back to it, I have the beginning of the year. Week one, he looked like the 1.1. And I have currently week 10, where he looked like the 1.1. Do what you want with that information. Doubt him if you want. Tell me, oh, Smitty. Smitty, I need to wait a whole lot longer. That's fine, Captain Obvious. If you need Captain Obvious type stuff before you make a call or a decision, I need to see proof of it. Go ahead. See proof for it. You're not going to be able to buy them low. Everyone's going to already agree with you. I'm not in that business. I'm in the business of going ahead of the curve, looking around the corner. Sometimes I get burned. Sometimes I'm wrong. But that's my job. My job entails to go ahead, look around the curve. It's a lonely place to be. And then tell everybody to come on over if everything looks good to go. And based on what I've seen, come on over. Next week, I got DK and Godwin going on buys. My backup receivers are Terrace Marshall, Donovan People-Jones, and Sutton. Uh, Which two would you decide to start? People-Jones and Sutton. I mean, I'm not. Marshall, I'm not there. I mean, what did Marshall? I'm ashamed of myself. I don't even know what Marshall... Did let, let's see, Marshall. I'm not ashamed of myself. 43 yards. 43 yards. One one catch. You know, it was a long catch. 43 yards. Great. But no, this guy got two targets. You know, granted, he did have a touchdown the week prior. He did have 87 yards the week prior to that. But he's walking into Baltimore. I don't see Marshall as a better option than Cortland Sutton. Assuming Cortland Sutton's going to be healthy and everything. Um, you know, obviously check all that as we go in to week 11. But for right now, People's Jones is very consistent. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And, and I'm not going to put a marshal over either one of those guys. I don't love those options, but I like those two options the most. Thank you, Josh. This one's from Michael. Hey, Smitty, would you trade Justin Fields and CMC for Lamar Jackson and Devontae Adams? That is a tough one because, I mean, ultimately, Christian McCaffrey, you, you got to rank ahead of Adams, right? Or do you? I mean, you got word that came out today that maybe, and, and this, this you can take this however you want to take it, but this right here wasn't like fantastic news to get where Kyle Shanahan has a goal in mind to give both McCaffrey and Mitchell an even split workload and that's got to concern with cmc owners a little bit fields lamar lamar fields you could easily argue either one over the other um i may have got this question on the live show yesterday i may have answered it the other way i'm wavering right now in front of you so it wouldn't shock me if i if i change my mind looking at it tomorrow <laughs> you know, uh i'd probably say the way fields is playing right now you got a week 14 buy for fields though I mean, that's one thing to, to consider is you got a week 14 buy for fields. But I, I guess it would come down to bye week potentially because Lamar's had his buy already. He's entering week 11 with his bye week out of the way in week 10. Adams already had his buy. CMC's had his buy already, but Justin Fields has not. So if you're hurting and you need wins, maybe I lean, I lean toward the Lamar Adams side. But at the same time, that's not important to you. If week 14 fields being out doesn't mean much. Fields is playing out of his mind right now. I guess I lean field CMC. But that that could change tomorrow. You can't you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. One of these sides will be better than the other. Push come to shove. But I mean you can't you can't look at this in hindsight and go, I made the wrong move. Both quarterbacks are very arguable. Christian McCaffrey with a potential some kind of 50-50 divide with Mitchell could make him equal in value to Adams going forward in PPR. I'm gonna probably rule even even Steven trade, allowing position of need in your lineup and, and the bye week in your record, determining whether you do it or not. Kevin. Hey, Smitty, it's me, voicemail King. Hey, I just had a question. So I picked up Justin Fields to start him this week. I have Joe Burrow, and I'm kind of in a uh, situation where, like, do I start Justin Fields? Somebody actually is desperate for a quarterback and proposed me Kenneth Walker for Justin Fields. Do I pick up like a Stafford off of waivers and trade Fields for Kenneth Walker? Or do I roll with uh, roll with Justin Fields? What would you do in that situation if somebody offers you Fields for Walker? I'm taking Walker. I mean, where are you drafting Fields in a draft right now? And you're going to draft him high, but, but are you drafting Walker in the top like five or six overall? You are. Are you drafting Fields in the top five or six overall? You're not. Now, granted... Your, your team build, all that needs to be taken into account. I sometimes will reject a trade that on draft day, even upcoming draft day or previously in hindsight, I wouldn't I wouldn't make the same moves. But given where I'm at, given how comfortable I feel with the build of my team, I might reject a trade that seems ridiculous to reject based on how I, I would feel going backward or forward in a new draft. But I mean, I can't pass up on Kenneth Walker, man. I can't. A bye week would determine something if they didn't, if one of them had the bye already and one hasn't, but they both have an upcoming bye. Walker this week, Fields in week 14. I take Walker. 
Kevin. Hey, Smitty, I think you need to uh, come out with an episode or something or a little segment maybe on uh, teams likely to start tanking players and uh, players on those losing teams that uh, we have in fantasy that might not get as much volume. Um, It is that time of the year. Let us know. It's a very good question, but when you think about it, you can't really logically map all that out. You think you can, or it seems like you could logically predict what, what a team's going to do, what a coach is going to do. And an example of this backfiring on you where you, you really can't know is a lot of people said, oh, Schmitty, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be shut down because what do they have to play for? Saturday's not going to want to come in and ruin his future running back. Saturday wants to win games. And if anybody had the attitude that they were going to shut JT down because they're losing. Not the case. And you could make the same call about Cooper Cup. does seem very logical, and I, I did make this point earlier in the show. Maybe Cooper Cup gets shut down because the Rams can't, can't earn a playoff spot. They're not winning the division in the NFC West, so they're getting one of the three wildcard spots, and they have three wins right now? I don't think so. So you'd think, okay, maybe they shut him down to look out for his health. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. We think we know what a team's going to do. We think we can predict when a when a team's going to shut somebody down or, or, or pull players. Or It's really hard to predict. Even in the final week in week 16 or week, or week 17 now, in week 17, we think we know what a team's going to do or not going to do, and then they end up playing their starters. Or we think a team's not going to play their starters for very long. Like We could look at standings more importantly and say, what team will clinch the division early and then maybe sit their players more likely in week 17 than other teams, and then they might not do it. They might not do it. We don't know. And we don't know. We can't predict how close uh, you know, division race is going to be. I think it's not worth ever really factoring in these things because it'll force you to take players that are lesser on talent based on a situation. And I'm, I'm more about talent. I'm more talent-driven than I am schedule or situational or matchup or whatever. I think you start focusing on that, on those those external things, the peripheral stuff, and you end up burning yourself more than you help yourself. So if it's me, focus on the player, focus on the talent, focus on the upside. Uh, maybe consider that JT is going to be matchup proof, even if he's got tough matchups or he hasn't faced good rushing defenses yet since rebounding in week 10. And I'm going to sit back and make him prove it. Well, he's versatile. They're going to use them in the passing game. Being down could end up being good for them. There's a lot of things you can't factor in if you try and outthink yourself. Don't outflank yourself. Uh, for me, it's not a big factor. It might push me over the edge if everything's equal, but I'm not going out and attacking players based on an assumption that, that, that could be all faulty, based on faulty logic. Me trying to predict human behavior and coaches and records and and what someone's fighting for. Maybe they're fighting for their job. Maybe a coach is going to play somebody they should shut down but because they're fighting for that extra win to keep their job. There's so many things you can't fa- you can't possibly factor in all that and make good trades and have the best players on the field. Hey, Smitty, would you trade Rashad White and Chase for Kelsey? Rashad White and Chase for Kelsey. Man, um, Rashad White and Jamar Chase. I'd take Kelsey. We, we don't, as of this moment right now, it is November 15th. It is, you know, the late, late, it's early morning, November 15 on a Tuesday, early, early morning. So maybe news breaks today. Maybe I'm doing a live stream today that Jamar Chase will play week number 
11. But we could also hear something tomorrow or today that says Jamar Chase won't play week number 11 at all, or it's very unlikely, or they're going to try to get him out there just like Dad's saying he might try to get ice cream later when you were a kid. Probably not going to happen. Those those attempts are we're going to see if we can get him out there. We're going to hopefully have him in week number 11. That would, that would create a huge downtick in value. Give me the guarantee in, in Travis Kelsey and, and smash that all day long. B-Men. Would you trade my receiver three in McLaurin and Rashad White for Debo Samuel? In general, I, I don't trust Debo. Like, do I like trading for Debo on the cheap? But I do. But, but McLaurin just had a huge Monday night game in week 10 there. Uh, 100 plus yards, or was it eight receptions? I, I really think that McLaurin and Debo, you could make an argument in a case that you like McLaurin more than Debo going forward. I'm not saying I necessarily do or don't, or that I wouldn't waver. Honestly, on its face, first reaction to that is they could be even. I don't really know what to make of it yet. I'd, I'd be weighing it out for, I'd be looking at stats, I'd be looking at some stuff. That's one of those things where all things being equal, maybe I do look at schedule and, and such, but I. <sighs> I mean, as much as we want to say Debo's got to be the guy, right? He's got to be the guy. You have to pick Debo, right? I I, I, I would waver on it. And Rashad White, such an X factor to throw into this this equation. I mean, he, he alone could be worth more than Debo in a week and a half's time. You know, you have the bye week, Leonard Fournette's expected to come back. But will he come back to, to a, a job that's no longer there? Just because he's coming back doesn't mean he's starting. Just because he's coming back doesn't mean he's getting even half the work. Uh, Rashad White looks absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to lean in the direction of the two players, Rashad White and McLaurin. Um, would I trade McLaurin for Debo straight up, which you left this message before McLaurin had exploded, right? I would go back to that owner. Would I take the gamble on Debo over McLaurin straight up? Maybe I would, if nothing but for name recognition and maybe a, a future trade or a, another turnaround trade where I'm getting rid of Debo and somebody to upgrade into one better player. So I would do the one for one. I'm not throwing in Rashad White. Robert. Hey, Smitty, would you send uh, uh, Amon Ra or T. Higgins uh, for Mike Evans along with sending Foreman for for Wilson Jr.? the other owner uh, has those guys on by and is uh, desperate for bodies. Let's break this down. All right, Robert. So we're going to start off by saying take Amon Ra out of this equation. I don't trade Amon Ra. Uh, deals off if that's if that's a must. So you asked me Amon Ra or Higgins with Foreman for Evans and Jeff Wilson. So if we're talking about no Amon Ra being, let's even get his name off the screen. We're talking about Foreman and Higgins for Evans and Jeff Wilson. I lean yes because I ultimately like Evans more than Higgins. You could make arguments, and I, I ultimately like Jeff Wilson a little bit better than Foreman. You could also make arguments on that. So in in my mind, you easily win because you're 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 getting a little bit of an advantage at both of these positions. You're, you're upgrading. Maybe it, it's a push or a wash, but I take the gamble. The way Jeff Wilson looks, the way. Evans, I think, could look with with Brady rebounding and being excited, motivated, and in Tampa turning things around. Give me the Evans side all day. Belichick yourself. Hey, Smitty. Belichick yourself here. 
Um, would you trade Singletary for Ezekiel Elliott? I, I don't love either side, but I'm, I'm not trading for, for Elliott. It, it's Tony Pollard's team. No way. Um, I don't love Singletary, but there's no way I'm doing that trade. The Bruce. Hey. Hey. Smitty, biggest fantasy disappointment and biggest fantasy surprise. Man, it was JT. And now it's JT. Back to back, baby. I, I guess if I have to pick a disappointment in general, it's the two injuries to Javante and Brees Hall. Because of what they did for the predictions that we had on the show. I mean, we've we've done such a good job, I think, in general on the show with the with the big bull calls. I mean, our moon men list is going crazy. It started off really choppy. Coming out of week one, I think people were having some doubts about the moon men. If Brees Hall and Javante had stayed healthy and, and they, weren't, they weren't the only two running backs that suffered, big name running backs that suffered the dreaded ACL, um, man, that movement list would look even crazier. Uh, so the biggest dis- disappointments are that, not seeing those things play out the way I knew both Brees Hall and Javante would have played out. Uh, as far as a disappointing player, I mean, you, you take your pick. I mean, Swift is one of the biggest ones, I'd say, that, that's, that's disappointed big time. Um I, I think Herbert's disappointed in a major way. He was supposed to be a top three quarterback. He was number two last year or the year prior. A lot, a lot of disappointments. A lot of disappointments. Those are probably the ones that come to mind the most. Um, Jim. Hey, Smitty. With the injury to Zach Ertz yesterday, what's your thoughts about adding Trey McBride as a kind of a speculative ad? Is he worth it or not really? Uh, I mean, it depends how deep your your league is. You know, if, if you've got nobody, why not? But I mean, I, do I think he's a top ten play? No. Hey Smitty, what's your thoughts on DeAndre Swift? He finally came off the injury report, and yet he still got very little usage. Do you think he's ever going to return to RB one form this year, or is he more of an RB two or flex play? I think it's important to, to to keep in mind we felt the same exact way about JT, and a week and a half ago we we would have rather had Swift over JT. So things can turn really quickly. It won't change that. We've been waiting for him all year, and we're disappointed, right? Um, he's busted. No matter how he finishes, he is busted on people in Fantasy Football 2022. But uh, the touchdown was nice to see. I think scoring a touchdown helped. Uh, I think it helped him, I think, get over like a mental roadblock as well. It might have helped the coaching staff as well feel like, okay, we can get him going. Um, I do feel like he'll be more and more valuable each week unless he gets hurt again. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if he had 150 yards and two touchdowns or 180 total yards and a touchdown type of game in the next couple of weeks. Maybe not right away. Could be, you know, two weeks from now. And then he starts to kind of like be valuable, you know, again. I don't know that he'll ever be in the, in the, in the ranking and valuation that we had him walking into the year. But I think he could be like, like, like Foreman. Good, good game, bad game, good game. Uh, Foreman's had two really amazing games out of the last three weeks, but that middle game is what has people like scratching their head and, and a little unsure and uneasy about playing them, even after two really good games. So I feel like we'll probably always feel that way about Swift going forward in 2022, but maybe he, he finishes really, really consistent. We don't really know. Um, certainly didn't feel like they were eager to feed him. And Jamal, they seem to trust Jamal. It almost feels like they're just going to be like, hey, we want to play this year out the way we have it and then re-attack Swift's role in 2020, you know, 2023. But I don't know. Your guess is probably as good as mine at this point. But I, I would venture to say things will go will get better versus stay the same or get worse. I don't know how much better, though. And the final voicemail, the Bruce. 
Hey, Smitty, where are we ranking Jamar Chase from now on? Uh, do we take him out of the top 10 or do we leave him in there and say, hey, it's a freak injury? Uh, I mean, he he's in the top. I think we got to rank him below, obviously, Hopkins and, and CeeDee Lamb and Evans and all those guys that are on the field and they're, they're still wide receiver ones. He kind of is like the first wide receiver two, maybe. So value him around that, that territory, but only if you can afford to have him sit another couple weeks. Again, I'm recording this as a very early, early Tuesday morning heading into week number 11. The Monday night game was last night, and, and we're sitting here walking into the very beginning uh, hours of week 11. And news could break while this video is in the live premiere stage where it's like Jamar Chase isn't playing week 11 or Jamar Chase is good to go for week 11. So know that as you watch this video, but because that news could break Anytime this week, it, it's hard to tell people to hold on to Jamar when you can go get a, a Mike Evans or a St. Brown and something or an Andrews and maybe another player uh, like a, a Pittman and Andrews or a, a Gabe Davis type value from last week and Andrews. Uh, when you can get rid of Jamar Chase to get that, I would take that now, not knowing how the coming weeks are going to unfold. Um, and, and let's say they announce he's going to play week number 11. We don't even know if he'll go out and re-injure you know, the, the hip. So I would take those bigger names in a trade like Evans or Andrews and somebody. But I also like the idea of buying Jamar low. If someone's freaking out and wanting to give him away at high end wide receiver three or low end wide receiver two value, he could win a league or he could, he could destroy a league. Trading for injured players is always a risky business. And, and more times than not, when they're in this scenario, it doesn't work out well. Jamar Chase is special. He's worth the risk in certain context and he's not in other contexts make sure you know there's a lot of risk and reward at play but don't just hear the word reward there is a lot of risk you got to know what you're playing with you're playing with a little bit of fire thank you for being a part of this voicemail show watching it commenting in in the live chat as this live premieres in front of all of you you guys make the show i work for you i wouldn't be here without you we are less than 100 subs away from 17k so if you're new, please subscribe and be a part of that jump into the 17K number. Please hit that thumb up button and comment on your way out the door. I'll try to get to every comment within the first 24 hours of this video dropping here. And if you want to be a part of this uh, voicemail show and be a part of every single voicemail that you hear dropped on the show Monday through Friday, head on over to the Fantasy Football Show on IG click on my profile you'll see a subscribe button it's $4.99 a month to get in not only an exclusive chat where I, I chime in and check in throughout the day on IG so exclusive access to me and everybody in there it's a real tight group and not only do you get access to that private chat all day every day this specific show I'm, I'm gonna pull the voicemails that are dropped inside that chat group on IG and play them on here so every voicemail you heard came from Instagram so if you want your voice messages on this show every week get on over to my Instagram and click on that subscribe for $4.99 a month now get out of here oh wait 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 I'm live Monday through Friday 7 p.m. Eastern I'm live whenever news breaks I'm live Tuesday Thursday Friday Saturday at about midnight I'm live Sunday morning and Sunday evening to recap all the games I'm live all the time I'm basically live more than one time a day for you I work for you now get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host Smitty